DJ Khaled here to tell you that the Millennial Man-Child Podcast is a major key. Major key. Yeah, that podcast is a motherfucking vibe. It's a vibe, man. They, they don't want you to listen to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast. Nah. They don't want your family to eat. They don't want you to succeed. They don't even want you to breathe. But I'm here to tell you that if you listen to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast and believe in your dreams, you too can be successful like me and yell loudly on rap songs. Bless up. DJ Khaled, we the best. Oh, wow. Thank you, uh, Mr. DJ Khaled, sir. That was a very kind introduction for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But what's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your wonderful host, Miles Casey. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope this episode finds you in good spirits. As you know, it's been a little bit of a rough set of events, in my opinion, this past couple weeks. Or not weeks, but days, at least for me. Uh, You know, today, obviously a somber day, 9-11. Hashtag never forget. Uh, It's always a tough one. It's always a weird time of year. This, like, ugh, 9-11, such a traumatic thing. I mean, I remember being in fifth grade when it happened. I'll probably never forget that, right? It's like, everybody knows where they are when 9-11 happened and... It was such a weird day because people were getting pulled out of school. Nobody really knew what was going on. Teachers were like all talking to each other and hiding things from us, not really showing us it. At least that's how I remember it. I think they wanted us, our parents to tell us what was going on. I don't know. It was a weird, weird time. And then, you know, that, so that today we're kind of remembering that and honoring those poor people that had their lives taken that day or the firefighters who were fighting to save people, all that stuff, you know, very tragic. And on top of that, No, in my opinion, we had one of my favorite people, a legend in his own right, Mac Miller, pass away. And I'm going to save that for, you know, another day, another episode or something. But, uh, man, you know, it's just a tough time of year. And that's even why, maybe that's part of the reason why they had that National Suicide Prevention Awareness Day earlier this week. And, you know, if you are having some struggles with depression or in the dumps or don't know what to do, you don't feel like there's an answer, please feel free to reach out to me or to... You know, the National Suicide Hotline, whatever it takes. Uh, it's, it takes a brave person to do that. And just know you're not alone. I'm just saying that stuff to, up the front here because it feels like it needs to be said. You know, it sometimes it feels corny. Sometimes it feels forced. But I have lost a few friends to suicide and, you know, this overdose with Mac Miller, all that stuff. It's just like, ugh, there's not enough love in the fucking world. Why is there not more love? That's all I'm saying, you know. Uh, but anyways, well... Well, sorry to start it off on such a somber time there. You know, we had DJ Khaled introduction, and it seems like it was going to be such a positive episode. <laughs> and it will. It is actually a positive episode in many senses. Uh, just a kind of a little rough start there. But I just, you know, I miss DJ Khaled. He used to be, he was taking over the world on Snapchat, and he's kind of uh, fell to the wayside, it seems, a little bit. Partly probably because Snapchat is gar- garbage now, but that's neither here nor there. Poor, I hope DJ Khaled's doing all right. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I just miss him riding around on jet skis, talking about they, giving his late major life keys. Very wise, very positive guy. <laughs> but yeah, um, a few things I want to talk about before we get into the episode today. I am going to be on my first real show, folks. Like, I don't know. I was on a roast battle, and I'm on another roast battle. But like, this is uh, I'm entering San Diego's funniest person contest, and on Monday, September seventeenth, I will be performing live at the madhouse i'm excited it's my first like kind of show at a club like that never had an opportunity like this before sure all i had to do was put my name on the list but i'm excited for it and if you want to see me perform come out and support the kid that would be much appreciated i would love to see you there uh you know just make sure you keep those expectations low uh it's not gonna be it's probably gonna be horrible no i'm just kidding it'll be great i'm really looking forward to it should be fun. Uh, you know, afterwards, I'll do a little little meet and greet with the fans. If there are any, I'm sure there won't be, but, you know, probably be signing some boobs, kissing babies, handshakes, pictures, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be coming after the show. But seriously, in all, in all seriousness, if you do want to see me, I believe it's 7 p.m. Uh, Monday, September 17th, performing for San Diego's Funniest, funniest Person. Come out and support your boy. Would be much appreciated. Uh, but besides that, you know, doing another roast battle should be fun. Last roast battle I did, I got lit up. And I mean, 
got booed, had to sit there through it, got just demolished. That was a very humbling experience. So I figure it's time to get back in the ring, right? We can we can pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and get back out there. So that should be fun. I'm really looking forward to that Friday at Winston's this week. Should be a good time. Uh, and if you want to come to see me do that, come come hang out there too. I would be more than happy to see you at both places. That would be awesome. But yeah, uh, let's just get into it. Today, i got a very special guest, my friend Walter Ford, who actually has a show on his birthday, September 20, or 21st, at the Comedy Palace, I believe. He plugs it at the end. You can hear about it there. But uh, it was great to have him come by. He like, has this like really infectious, positive energy. He's a funny dude who has done a lot. He's overcome a lot. He's had some real struggles in his life, and it's just fun to get to know him better, sit down and chat with him, and it was really inspiring because he just hustles. He's gone through some shit and found ways just to keep pushing through the bullshit, you know, and I respect that. Just not giving up, just, you know, staying, grinding, working hard. Yeah, I like that. We got into some fun talks about routines and stuff, and it was just a good conversation. So, yeah, uh, without further ado, I present to you Walter Ford. Enjoy the episode. Stop, they telling me no, don't Your aura is something you ain't even sure of Explore the core of California Whores got more to snort up I've had a smorgasbord of pornographic dot That's a lot, the feeling come after the shock Praise me, I'd rather you not Cause it's driving me crazy The fact that you pay me amaze me That's something I love You come to the club Searching for drugs Drunk, fucking these sluts God loves me, what if he does? What does it mean? You wasting away doing nothing You fronting Why aren't you chasing your dreams, uh? We wonder about life But none of us willing to learn Money we earn is something to burn Why won't they give me a turn out? Feed the hungry and clothe the naked You mistaken The world is cold and it's lonely, ain't it? When them high rollers, homes in Vegas, raided with some home invasion, contaminating the place with plague, we just saved the day. I waste away in a room, spitting these raps. Yahweh put the world in my hands, I'm giving it back, yeah. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Millennial Mam Child Podcast. And I got a special guest in the building today. My friend Walter Ford, how you doing? Uh, oh, bro, I'm living a dream. I love it. Millennium man child. I know, man. I'm glad you could make it over here. Come, come by the, you know, stop by, have a nice little chat with me. A little room. Yeah, I wish I could see the room. You got the Chiefs all around and shit. Right. Representing Kansas, no nigga be getting their ass bust. <laughs> you know. I know you represent. Oh, I got you. I got it. You know. Hey, I'm a Eagle. I'm a Suns fan, so they've been trash for like a hundred years now. Long so don't time. trip. Long we have time. no championships. No, we've been trashing Steve Nash left. But my bad. For, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I just want to say I represented, you know, my team is... is and you, know, you like the Eagles. I love my they, team. they obviously on the up and up after last year. I'm saying, year. yeah. I mean, holy shit. Exactly, exactly. But they, you know, they had they struggling years for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. No doubt, you know. no doubt. I feel like... <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to, you know, first start with like, how, you know, how old are you and where are you from? Let's start there, you know. Uh, I'm 25. You're only 25, right? I'm finna be 26 next month, though. So Nice. Okay, yeah, so it's creeping I'm, up on yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, man. I'm trying to go in reverse. I, feel I was that dude that was 18, was shitty. I was like, damn, what the... F- <laughs> Responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, Granny was like, yeah, it's coming. It's coming, I knew Lord. It was coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a big, fat-ass R of responsibility just right there. And it's exhausting sometimes. Yeah, but you gotta bro. do it. I was chilling, yeah. Okay, so my bad. So I'm 25. 25? And where are you um, originally from? Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. So yeah, what's yeah. Gary, Indiana like? Because I um, picture it in, in a way a version of like some parts in Kansas, maybe. Just I don't know though. No, I don't Not at all, right? Like okay, interesting. Because it's 30 minutes from Chicago, so it's real oh, like so city like. So close, okay. But it's real dirty city. I mean, I'm gonna say dirty city. It's a beautiful city, but it has a couple parts that are interesting. Okay. <laughs> It's the sixth most dangerous city in the United States. Holy shit, I had yeah. no idea about that. So, but, you know, Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 are from there. 
Damn. So, yeah, so it's crazy. So it's got a history. Yeah, all the crackheads like, got rhythm. It's all, all crackheads got rhythm. Everybody, you know, I having a good you. time. So, no, like, just, what was it like there growing up for you? Like, uh, did you like it? Were you like, because, like, me, just small town Kansas man, like, I was always like, I got to get out somehow. I don't know what's, what what it's going to be, how it's going to happen, where. I, I loved it. It was you different. You loved it, huh? Yeah, it was different. Uh, I think coming from that, though, you understand because a lot of my friends was doing a lot of uh, what you would call, like, gangster shit. So I was okay. like, oh, yeah, this is fun to not do the gangster shit. No, I'm just playing. But I, it's 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 a different type of, of world because in that world, it's like a bubble, and everything outside of it is is uh, different, or it's not the norm. It's That's scary. It's so interesting. It's, that it's its own, yeah, yeah. It's its, its own weird. bubble. It's like its own little microcosm within that. <laughs> exactly. Like and, and and coming from that, it's you know people dying across the street from you and wow, people, yeah. you know. So it's the I mean, it's like real. That's the that's exactly. fucking wild for me to think. Like I didn't exactly. never, never really heard of Gary, Indiana, besides like knowing that you're kind of from there. So to like learn that it's like the six most dangerous place, yeah. and there is like gang activity that happens, and you kind of were like, yeah. it's just so weird to think about being in and that bubble and that's kind of all you see. And so it's, it's not hard even to know. really. It's my bad for cutting you off. No, you're good. My bad for cutting you off. What was you saying? It's just like, when you see it, like, when you grow up in a bubble like that, it has to be like, when all all you see is that certain lifestyle around you, it's like kind of fucking smothering. Yeah, it's the norm. It's It's what you know. Because that's your perspective at that time. Exactly. I went and seen my friend house. I remember the day that I realized it wasn't the norm. Went to my friend. His name, Luke Karowski. He's like my brother. Yeah, yeah. So, like, his parents, he's obviously a white dude. His parents (laughs) put him in in the Gary Community School. So he can be culture and understand like what the world is and stuff. So uh-huh. our school is like a five star school. So this elementary school. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I meet up with him later in high school. I see him. He's like, "Oh, come over." I'm like, "All right, bet." He like, "We're going to our friend's house." All right, cool. You know, his his house is nice. I call his dad, dad, and mom, mom. Like we that. That's close. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he like, "We're going to Tommy house." We're just gonna say his name, Tommy. Yeah. So we're walking down the street, and I'm like, "Okay, what Tommy house?" He's like, "Tommy live right here." I'm like, "Okay, bet." So I'm thinking he gonna ring the doorbell, knock on the door, call him, you know, one of those things. That's kind of what, what I'm used to. He yeah, just yeah. walk in the door and walk in the do house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tommy, what's up? What's going on? I'm here. And I'm just standing outside because where I'm from or what I'm used to, because, you know what I'm saying, I haven't, you know, experienced anything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you're going to get shot. Somebody going to fight you. Somebody They're going to be mad you just walked into their home exactly. uninvited. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. My so. dad's that same way. He always would get mad when my friends would, like, walk into the house out knocking. He yeah, didn't you, like that. Yeah, you would get shot, bro. Like, it's like, you would most definitely get shot. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You know what they don't play. Like, That's what, yeah. It's, it's just, so. It, it, and then you see this, you're like, oh. This goes on in places? Exactly. I was, was like, like, what the hell is, you? What the hell is this? What the we can do this, man. I was like, "You sure we going in? We all right? We, we yeah, we not gonna That's get taken wild. care of." Mm. And that and was like one of the first times you kind of were like, "Oh shit, this is what I know isn't what everybody knows." Exactly, exactly. It opened my mind. Yeah. It opened my 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 consciousness to like a different lifestyles and different ways of living, and also different, you know, yeah, yeah, different different ways of living. Because this was this is all only fifteen was this like minutes in high away school or something like that. Yeah, this high okay. school. But this is only 15 minutes away, bro. This is in wow. Munster. And they got money, money, money. He, like, had foreign exchange students come stand in his house yeah. and live with him. Like, they got money, yeah. money. See, I was, like, poor white trash, pretty much. So, <laughs> I, I, we never had any money where I grew yeah. up, you know. But I know, I feel you. Uh, it's, like, it's just wild to think that, yeah, there's places, you know, I had friends that had it much better off than me. But I never really... But you make the most of it, though. Exactly. Because you just know what you know. You live it right? up. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And you don't miss what you never had. So it's yeah, kind of like... Yeah, that's a good you point. Know. You don't miss what you never had. And, like, you also just kind of learn, like, now. Like, say when we're... Something's coming up and it's like, shit, feel, shit feels hard or it's tough. You're like, you know what? I've had some fucking struggles in the past that I can, like, pull through and be like, you know what? I got through that. How can I Hell get through yeah. this next shit? You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Hell it's yeah. not that you put like that fucking raincoat on. You're like, I'm ready for the storm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Cause you've done it before. Exactly. I agree with that completely. Momentum is real. Momentum is. is very important. And just like, uh, going back and, and realizing that you, what you've already using, what you've done before to get you to what you haven't done yet. Mm. Uh, I think that's really important too. I agree. So I feel that. And I, I think, did. I think that's what got me out of like, or got me to want to get out of that experience because it was a it was different, bro. 
My mother also has a mental illness. Okay. So she has bipolar and schizophrenia. Dude, my dad has bipolar schizophrenia. Like, yeah, yep. same thing, man. So, like massive depression, manic depressive. Like. Yep. So you already know about mental illness. It's a whole thing. It's so a that's real thing. a thing. That's a situation. So. And it's hard because you come with these highs and lows, and you just like sometimes you're like, "What's going on? Like this is like exactly. insane, like manic, like happy episode." And then the 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 other side of it is just like screaming and yelling. You're like, "How did it get here?" Exactly, and, and how, it's hard to grow up around that. And how can it be controlled? And, and when you're young, it's hard to you kind of understand and get a concept of it and grasp it, but you don't get the whole concept of it. No, exactly. You just understand your parent is sick, and that's like a. You know, I guess not. I'm not gonna say sick in the way of like sick, or I would say more like ill. You know, yeah, more like yeah. an illness. Mm-hmm. But as a child, you know, that's that's how I comprehended it. I was like, oh, my mom is just sick. Yeah. And that's how I, you know, and, and, got through it. I guess to push along with it. But like yeah. you said, you still get days where I, w- I was days where I was low. I would cry, you know, because I would miss my mother. Cause yeah. I'm like a baby, and I'm like, oh man, my mama's boy. Yeah. Where you at? I'm bit, yeah. see. <laughs> and you know. But doing that, I think, helped get me to a different level of uh, endurance. I ain't going to say endurance, but um, character. Okay. It helped build character. 100%. Because you understand that you can't get every. It helped me understand you can't get everything that you want yeah, yeah. when you want it, but you can work towards to get it. Yeah, and the only... One, th- one of my experiences, too, is like... And that, that was good. Like, my dad always was like, you got to work hard. And I saw him. He was, the, like, one of the hardest workers I know. So he always, like, had that about him. Mm-hmm. But it was also, like, it was interesting. Like, growing up, you also had to kind of tread lightly at times. You know, you had to yeah. know when to fucking push back or when exactly. if you're going to. Or sometimes you'd be the person. I'm sure you had to do this. Like, be the oh, comic relief to, like, lighten the mood and hope that it doesn't go down this fucking crazy path. Oh, like, you know what I definitely. mean? Definitely. My mom was the same way. That's crazy you say with the hard worker. My mama has four degrees, three degrees. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And she's been in the hospital half of her life. She had a she had a nervous breakdown at nineteen and that's when she got it. And she had me at twenty eight. So it was already nine years. Mm. And she had two degrees, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's going wild. in and out of mental hospitals every couple of years. Damn. She'll stay for about a year and then they'll, you know, give her medication, get her back right and then she'll get back out. Wow. So yeah, that's crazy. That's so it's it's the same thing, kinda like with the really hard is. work. And I'm I really believe that um the more that you that goes against you, then doing comedy especially, bro. Doing comedy, I learned that you the more... You have to have the thickest skin. <laughs> yeah, and the people that have the most resistance against them are the people that go the farthest against the resistance. And that's kind of like a arrow is the best analogy I've ever heard. Because mm. you can't just push a bow through an arrow. That's less brown, so I didn't make that up. Okay. You can't push a bow through an arrow. You got to pull it back to oh, let it go. That's go beautiful. Forward. That makes sense. So it's kind of like... that's That's just like... People in life. Um, I got read this book, bro. So since I've moved to Cali, mm-hmm. I've read. Which was like, how long ago? If you had uh, two years now. Two years now. Okay. It's the twenty. What's the twenty fifth? Yeah, yeah. I moved here on August sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Damn, the two year anniversary just passed. Yeah. And the way I moved here, bro, I was real fucked up in the game. I, I when okay, so my bad for not using slang. I was in a real low part of my life. I uh, I really didn't. Uh, you know, every we all have a real low part. I was real messed up. I was drinking all the time. I worked at a bar. It felt like maybe like your bottom a little bit or whatever it may oh, be. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. And then uh, I had a, and this a was real in bad Gary? relationship. No, this was living in Muncie, Indiana. So this was so I moved from Muncie and then I moved from Gary. I said I need to go to college. Okay, and you went to Ball State University. Okay, gotcha. So two weeks before I went to college, I watched American Pie for the first time. Oh, and it was shit. Beta House. Yeah, yeah. So the one where he was in college, he mm-hmm. was in high school and went to college. So I was like, I'm gonna be the black fucking stiffler. <laughs> okay. So in high in college, bro, I started throwing parties. So I threw the best college parties in the state of Indiana for about three, four years. I love that. I could see it. So <laughs> yeah, so you I have fucking, that energy about you, man. Like, so yeah, the charisma, the fun, like you're yeah. just a fun dude to be I, around. And, and you know, that's kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier. It goes to beating on the craft. Like, everybody, like, I, I feel like, okay, so I didn't make this up either. It's Dr., uh, damn, what's his name? I want to quote him. I can't even think his name. Anyway, but he's a doctor, dude. He got TED Talk. But mm-hmm. his confidence is a skill. That's what it is. It's okay. A, a, confidence is a skill. It's something that you can, you can learn, you can beat on, you can practice. Because I wasn't always able to go 
and talk to people or network or go like be able to perform on stage, whatever. It was yeah. small things. In high school, I talked my theater teacher into doing um, Wild and Out at my high school. Wow. My principal hated me. My assistant principal hated me. My principal <laughs> was just a, a, a professional clown before he was a principal. That's amazing. That's the funniest fuck hated. So he fucked with me. So anyway, so the assistant principal hated me. He looked like Super Mario. Yep. So every time he would come into a room I, I came into, after he suspended me, by the way, he came into the room every time I did, and I would be like, dinna, dinna, dinna. <laughs> dinna, dinna, dinna. And he hated that shit. So he came to the to the Wild and Out thing, and he said, if y'all curse or say anything, whatever, I'm shutting it down. So we went in there, and, and the, the way it started was because uh, they have a part called the Family Reunion. So uh-huh. they'd be like, and the family reunion, who you introduce. And you talk about somebody and you make fun of them, but you make it up like, this my cousin Sally, and her hair is really ugly. You know <laughs> she coming through, cause she never teeth is funny. I don't know, you yeah. just make some shit up. Yep, yep. And uh, so I went there and I bombed, bro. And then at the end, you have a freestyle battle, and I didn't say anything. And we lost. And that's yeah. the first time, like, I ever like bombed that, and the reason I say that story is because um, everything that goes against you, you know what I'm saying, you need that to be able to push forward. Because if that never mm. happened to me, then I would never know how to go forward. And then in college, I did the I did the uh, parties, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm finna be the black stiffler." Yeah, yeah. Met some friends. I met these dudes. Yeah, I tell you about how Third Floor came about. So Third Floor is an organization. Um, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. And we threw parties. And get it cracking, but now we do music, comedy, poetry, um, videography. It's like a production co- company, kind of, right? Exactly. So, um, what we did was, uh, my friend named Sterling, he w- it was a Facebook page. Uh-huh. I'm telling you the spark notes, make it fast. Yeah. Facebook page, everybody that was a freshman was on it. He was on it every day. Everybody's like, oh my God, I can't wait to college. Uh-huh. So I go to the first meeting in college. It's the floor meeting or whatever. Yeah, orientation so or whatever. It's a, Yeah, it's past orientation. It's okay. the first day of college. Our oh, parents come, gotcha, drop gotcha. us off. Okay. It's the floor meeting. So everybody that live in the dorm got to go gotcha. to the small ass room. We sit in there. I meet this dude and, and he like, yeah, what's up? Uh, and I'm like, can I sit next to you? He like, yeah. So this goes back to what I told you earlier. I'm like, I'm going to be the black stiffler. I mm-hmm. need your help. You know, everybody. I love that. He's like, okay. So I'm there with my roommate, the only person I know. He's a Mexican dude named Raul. He's like the Mexican version of me. <laughs> if if you need to know everything can happen, he's a Mexican dude. I used to help him with his English. I love him so much. He is in China teaching English. Wow. And he speaks Spanish, yeah. That's amazing. That's exactly. dope. Yeah. And he got a degree in psychology. So anyway, <laughs> um, so me, him, so then I'm in the meeting, 20 minutes into the meeting. My friend Reggie, my friend, uh, my brother Reggie, my brother Tim, Gabe, uh, Teddy Long, somebody else. They all come in late with food. AJ, my bad. They come in late with food, like laughing real loud. Uh-huh. And they like, ah, ah. So then the, the, the RN, RA is like, chill, sit down, cool. So then he like, do we got any questions at the end? My friend Gabe. Gabe is the dude that was in high school that was hella short. He like five through four. And he looked like a grown man at 15. That's hilarious. He had a huge beard. <laughs> so he's super short, had a huge beard, and was bald. Got glasses. Uh-huh. He like, I got a class that's really hard on Wednesday. So the only request that I have, y'all, is because we all came here to study. We all came here to listen. No bitches on Tuesday! No and he bitches. yelled this. That's no bitches on Tuesday! That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh... So he's already made an... Uh, an impression with everybody in the room, basically. Exactly. Break a long story short, I'm going to hang out with these dudes. First day of school, we like, hey, we're going to kick it. We go to a party. We need to make a name for ourselves. How do we name it? It's where we live at. Third, third floor. floor. So we And that's how that came home. about? And then after that, I just started throwing parties. Uh-huh. Throwing parties. The first one was on my birthday. I met this dude. He got a Camaro. He, he was like a millionaire. He was my friend's friend. He was like, I'll help you all throw a party. He got a he had a Camaro 2016, the new one, yeah, yeah. and had neon lights. And he was like, "We're gonna go to this house," and the house canceled on me. So then I went to another house. They was like, "Let's do it." Through the party, a whole bunch of people came. The next one, we was going against Butler. Butler had just had Gordon Hayward, so they were like, "Okay, 
the number three in the school in the, in the nation or something like that. Like in basketball they were super or good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super good in basketball. And Ball State is trash. <laughs> so um, we play them, and it's like the most packed the, the thing's ever been. It's most people there. Stadium, yeah, yeah. We Earth. win by a buzzer beater. No. I'm throwing a party that oh, day. Oh, fuck. I throw the party. It start at 11. I'm making the jungle juice. I look up at 11.15. The whole house is packed. Oh, the party go, it's it's students, two students, uh, it's freshmen, sophomores, seniors, teachers, assistants, students. Uh, it go till four in the morning just because the, the speaker got too hot. Wow. That's <laughs> was, wild. And that was the most, yeah. And then after that, it and just kinda, it start rolling. It start snowballing. I start throwing parties. Made, it, made your na- a name for yourself that way. Exactly. Kinda. Exactly. But I, the reason I say that is because I had to talk to the people at the parties. I had to get oh. it started. I had to. That's hey. such a valuable skill in comedy. Exactly. What's going on, y'all? Hey, hey, I'm throwing a party. I used to make flyers, bro. I used to print the flyers out. Yeah. I used to pay for them myself. I invested majority of the money in these parties, bro. I would in the house, and I would do venues, so I would rent out buildings, and throw parties in like buildings. And yeah. Shit? So I would have to buy the security. <laughs> The security, the DJ, you know, the building, the lights. Did you charge like a cover charge to get in or shit? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. I promised Granny I wouldn't go and sell drugs. I was like, fuck. I'll sell alcohol then. There you go. <laughs> I'll sell a fun time. I'll sell yeah, an event. Yeah. I'll, I'll, put on, I'll put on a show. But in doing that, I got to talk to people. And that comes back to like building the skills. So I learned how to talk to people and network and, and, uh, under, get an understanding of people and mm, that's valuable. Inter- interpersonal communication, you know, yep, yep. all of that from that. That's, that's and so I did that for four years, bro. That and you then, did that with events and with partying while you're going to school. And then, yeah, I decided I wanted to do comedy. And so you were, you, you said like you were at your kind of low point when you moved out to San Diego. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I so didn't it's get to like, that. so. Was it like kind of at the end of that run? You were like doing this party and yep. throwing events, and like you're like, okay, well now what the fuck am I gonna do? Yep. I need to change the scenery. I gotta get out of here. I gotta start kind of a fresh start. Almost is, is what I it feels like to me. Exactly, exactly. So essentially, I didn't want to be too lengthy and talk too much. So my, I, didn't, I was trying to. No, you're good. Sure, my answers up. Okay, so essentially, I had a, uh, and the reason I say this, bro, is because I want to. I want people to understand that. Even if you don't want to do comedy, bro, you can you can accomplish anything you want to through perseverance, through through faith, perseverance. And when I say faith, it's not in a form of religion or or like anything in like that. In the it's, it's belief into it's belief in something that's not in front of you. It's belief mm. in something that's mm. that's a vision. Like a lot of people have sight, but not a lot of people have vision. So vision is like you uh, in the future. So I, I that's the reason that. why I say yeah, yeah. so. Okay, so I was um, the first time I did comedy. I uh, I was which I, was what like two years ago, three years ago. How long? Like, I've been doing it for about right now. I'd say, damn. I'm just 2015 curious. is when I did that special thing. So I'd say like 2014, maybe four years now. Okay, going on four years. I really don't remember this exact. It was April Fool's Day. Shit. <laughs> I want to say 2014. Okay. To be honest. That's what I want. So to say. just like a little, like about four years, basically of comedy. Exactly. So it two ma- when you moved out here, you'd been doing it for about two years when you moved out here. Yep. Okay. Yep. One year serious. One year just bullshitting. One year serious. Gotcha. And I, I, I really okay. So here I, I'll tell you why I figured I was gonna be the next, try to be the next best comedian in the world. Like okay, so I, uh, I got kicked out of Ball State from doing parties. Oh, shit. So I was going for radio and TV broadcasting. I was doing a radio show called Midnight Soul. That also helped, too. I left mm-hmm. that out. So I did a radio show every Tuesday. It went from 12 to 2 a.m. And uh, I was still doing a radio show because my friend went to Ball State. Anyway, regardless of that, I used my friend's name, who I was using, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got into an event at Ball State, which was a comedy show. Okay. And it was April Fool's Day. That's why I remember it was April Fool's Day. Mm. So it was me, this dude that is a real good comic. I I love him. I did a whole bunch of shows with him. Had him in my shows named Derek Fisher, and then the host. The host was trash. 
<laughs> trash as hell, like super garbage. Yep. And super bombing, and everybody that came <laughs> came to see me pretty much because everybody knew I came. So yeah. this may be it's and not. You a were lot throwing of parties and people knew who you were. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, I ain't gonna say it like that, but yeah, 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 yeah. I people mean, knew who I was. People yeah. knew who you were. I don't want to say like, oh, I'm I mean, that dude out there, but <laughs> I had a little following. Yeah. But it wasn't just me; it was the third floor, so it's not. Yeah, just me it was. General. It was a group of people. Exactly, but we did have a following, so yes. I was like, bet I'm do comedy, I'm doing jokes. Um, so I go up there. I really didn't know what the fuck I was going to say. I think I wrote something down. I don't know if I did. I just went up there and just started talking. Yeah, and you're like, I'm just going to figure tell, it out on the fly, whatever it may exactly, be. Exactly. Yeah, tell yeah. a story. The dude went before me. I went last. I go up there. And I, I guess I do all right. I do pretty good. It was decent. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, yo, that was hella hilarious. Everybody's like, yo, that was good. And then myself, I was like, damn, I just was up there talking every day. Yeah, yeah. Because... Every day I kind of talk like I did comedy, you know, I mm-hmm. guess, whatever. And, you know, so it was like, keep doing it. So then I met up with these people. Um, her name was her name is Tenna. Shout out to Tenna. She's a, she's another comedian in Indiana. She's a booker, too, now. She books shows. Nice. She's real good. Um, she, uh, her and the Derek dude and, and this girl named Sam, they was running this place uh, in Ball State. Okay, so Muncie, by the way, I didn't mention is... My friends, I guess, are saying it's seventy thousand people. It's still a small ass, small ass. That's town. like K State size. Ball State is forty thousand people, so it's like oh, so half it's like... the size of the fucking town. Okay, that's wild. So yeah, so but okay, shout out to Muncie though. Not saying it like that, but it's a small no, place. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, it's a small place. So, um, I forgot where I was at with the story to say that. Uh, no, you were no. talking about drugs, your first time, your, your first time on doing comedy. Mm. You were talking about how you. You started and I'm then you're gonna them. get to how yeah. you got out here. Yeah, exactly. So to make it to speed that up, I met them. They start doing a comedy show. They took over a show that was going on mm-hmm. at the one bar, and I did it every Tuesday. Then I start riding with them because in Indiana it's some bullshit. I mean, it ain't no bullshit. There's just nowhere there because it's the fucking boonies. Yeah. So you got to drive an hour and a half to go to Indianapolis. Oh no, my bad. Yeah, out. You drive 45 minutes to go to Indianapolis. You do five minutes. You could drive. An hour and a half to go to IU, do ten minutes. Forty-five minutes to go to Purdue, Jeez. do like three for three to five minutes. That's and then brutal. we had the thing we had where you could do like five minutes, whatever. Okay. So it's nowhere to do comedy at, but we would all carpool and just ride out to places. Wow. So shout out to them. So I would do that hella, and I would just. That's cool that you had a little gang, that little yeah. comedy gang almost. Like we yeah. were carpooling to these and open mics. Exactly. And, and, and it wasn't really yeah, and it just was. It was networking. It came down to meeting these people and just was like, "Hey, can I go?" Yeah, they was cool with it. And and then um, I like I was telling you, I was at a real low part of my life. Mm-hmm. I had I had a real bad relationship. Um, I, I guess she she like spit in my face, punched me, you know, it's a couple yeah. things. I ain't gonna you know talk wow. down on her, but you yeah, know, yeah. she was just I was it was a lot of things. So I was like, "Damn, what am I doing?" I listened to this book. Okay, so she she actually sent me a book, and it was called The Power of Focus. So I listen, I would Ooh. read it. I would donate plasma. Remember that? So yeah, yeah. Try to get money, you know. Back in college. Back in college Absolutely. shit. So I was like, I bet. And uh, I would read a chapter every time I donate plasma. So I read the whole book. I was like, that's cool. I heard about this book called Think and Grow Rich Not by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, yeah. I never could read a book other than the one I read in the Bible. So I got Audible, and then I listened to it. They give you a free credit. Yes, yeah, so I book. still use it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to it, and... Uh, I figured to be able to help my mother, who has bipolar schizophrenia, to make Gary not the sixth most dangerous city in the United United States, and to be able to change my whole outlook on my life, I need to be the next best comedian in the world, or at least try to be, or, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to have an impact outside of yourself. You want it to be much larger than whatever you're just doing. Like, oh, exactly. well, just for me, now you're like, I want to be able to give back to all these people that exactly. help me get to where I am. Exactly, exactly, and I just feel like everything that happened in in life, in my life, you know, was to that, and it was a lot of other bad stuff. But I'm gonna just sum it up like I was in a real low part. Listen yeah, yeah. to that book. I sold everything I owned, bought a plane ticket, and moved three months later. Wow! I got another job. I worked sixty hours a week. Out here, fifty-five. No, in Indiana, okay. fifty-five hours a week, and then I bought. I was like, I need this money. I bought a plane ticket, moved out here. I'm going to just say we all didn't have enough money, so people were short, and then I moved, the first day I moved here, I didn't have nothing. I, uh, for, I So I sent all the money I had the day before I moved, uh-huh. 
because they was like, we possibly can get the crib. Because I was like, I'm not trying to move here and be homeless because I done sold all my stuff, my bed, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot to pay for my suitcase. So I got to grab all the clothes, the only clothes I can I can grab. So I grab a T-shirt, a button-up, some dress shoes, and, uh -huh. and like five hats in my hand. And some and two, yeah, a pair of drawers and a beater. So I do that, get on the plane, I come here, and then we homeless. Because yeah. we, we don't have enough money for the thing. So then we stay in the hostel. I got to do a whole bunch of stuff, like get up at 5 in the morning, go to Poway, walk a mile up to go to a job. And I would do that and work like a factory. Then I would sell plasma, do a whole bunch of other random stuff. You were just hustling, basically doing anything you could to get some money so you weren't in that homeless. situation. Homeless, yeah, basically. exactly. For as soon as I get to Cali. But I was yeah. happy as fuck I was in Cali, though. Dude, so, I felt that when yeah. I first got out here, like the smile on my face was like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? I'm in California. Hell yeah. Yeah. First day I got out here, we went to the beach and I smoked and I was like, yeah, I made it. And after that, shit got real. But yeah, it's that's that, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hell yeah. But then we got the crib. Then I had to do some crazy stuff to get the furniture in the crib. I don't even want to incriminate myself. Let's just say we had to borrow it. Exactly. That's all fun. <laughs> we had to borrow it. No need it to get the trade permanently. Company. It was crazy. Um,. Then I met this dude. I just say we. I met this dude. He was like, "This is some other crazy shit." So I went. He only been here for a couple months. They like. I know this dude make music. He wanted to turn our basement to a studio. I'm like, hell no. Nah. We did all this shit to get this house. Yeah, yeah. They like my friend. Like we can, you know, vouch for me. Good, cool. Dude, come in. He got like a hundred thousand, listen, ten thousand listens on his SoundCloud, fifty thousand, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He pretty much say we lame for having jobs. He invite he he had he be there for a month. Don't give us no money for rent. He invite two of his friends from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Have them stay in the basement, take all their money. He be like, and then he was like, my grandma bought me a plane ticket home, and then moved back to New Jersey and left the two dudes in our basement. What the <laughs> fuck? I only been in Cali for three months, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You came through some yeah, shit. Just getting crazy. Out of here. Isn't that crazy? So then did that. So then they they left. So then we in that house. Um, that year was the most rain in California. So our house wasn't our townhouse wasn't made for it, so we had a, a leak. So then we had a mold in like the basement. Thing. That fucking happened to me, dude. Mm -hmm. They had a fucking it looked like Dexter's murder scene in exactly. here. Exactly, looked dude. like bro, and like some shit off Avatar. Oh, bro, <laughs> it was. I they had to cut down this whole wall and replaster shit and put it back up. At least Nightmare. they did that to yours. They didn't fix ours. They didn't fix it. So we told oh, them. Fuck. They told him one dude came in. He was like. We need to see how much this costs. You got mold. He was like, all right. So call him the next week. Another dude, like an Asian dude came. He was like, you got mold. We got to figure out how much this costs. Another dude come. We got mold. We got to figure out how much this costs. And, and they just never? Never, never fix the shit. So then six months, no, six months, three months go by. And it's been it's six a, we, months total, basically. Yep. So yeah. three other, so now we got another mold situation in our bathroom. Now mushrooms are going in our bathroom. Oh and now the mold is like six feet long, two, three inches, four inches thick in the basement. It's like under the f upstairs floor, but at the ceiling of the whatever downstairs. So we like, we call them. We didn't know that it's a law that they have to like fix it, put you in a hotel. They have yeah. To so we didn't know that. So we like, we just want to get out the lease. All right, cool. I said lawyer in an email, and then they said, oh, okay, we'll be right over to fix that up. And I oh, went, yeah. was bluffing. I have no money. So <laughs> it was just like, but yeah, that's wild. I, I didn't know that. that. We didn't know that. So then we had to move out. Let's just say, you know, we was in a situation where we were supposed to get $700, and instead we got $100. So one of my friends moved out with his girl and then me and then I didn't say one of my other friends had moved out and uh -huh. stayed in with us. So me is a female. She was she's part of third floor too. Me, her and then my other friend. Uh he's his name Delaney. He he's actually lives here. I just was with him. Shout out to him. He actually owns his own multimedia production company. He does the podcast with me, Activated Podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Um his name is Delaney. So me, him me, her and Delaney, between us got seven hundred dollars. He don't got a he just lost his job and she don't got no money. And I got seven hundred dollars, and then we just got two hundred instead of seven hundred each. Yeah. So now we just going from place to place. We and we just trying we, to fucking. Yeah, you ever heard of Toro? So we renting a car. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like Airbnb for cars. People rent uh -huh. their cars out. Yeah. So we sleeping in the car, fucking staying in different Airbnbs and shit. Um. Just doing whatever you can to basically yeah. not be homeless. Exactly. Just whatever little money. 
make a long story short, I have an anxiety disorder. So my friend has one too, so it doesn't, you know, work. And then I'm like, I got to get out of here because it was like really super not going, clashing. It's a lot yeah. of stuff, you know. And it's then she like, okay. to a sense even, just like not having any, exactly. like that security of not knowing what the fuck is the next thing I'm doing. The situation, like it's, yeah. It's a very uneasy position to be in for anybody. And then if you have an anxiety disorder exactly. and you get caught up, it's like it can spiral out of control real quick. Exactly. And people don't understand that diet is really important with that. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. eat good. Diet is hell important. Exercise is hell important. Yep. And I didn't realize how important it was. Like, I'm like, nah, it's going to help. A, it helps a little bit, but it helps a whole bunch whole bunch so yeah so i'm having a bad diet bad whatever not sleeping not good taking care of yourself. not sleeping yet yeah. all between us i've had like four or five six different jobs whatever so uh by now and uh so i'm like fuck it i'm out because we get into it i'm like fuck it i'm out i can't do this no more so now i'm just by myself mm-hmm. stay at a couple pe- people's places i had a friend you know we, we kind of fell out but you know he cool whatever so he like i don't know what i can do i can't help you mm-hmm. um so then I'm in the situation. I'm like, uh, I'm just at the trolley station with my bags on the what I'm finna do. I got like seventy dollars. Damn. See this thing about Oceanside. Go to Ocean it's a it's on Craigslist. I just happened to look. He like, you can come, it's ten dollars a night to stay in the bed. So you're like, I got seven nights. Exactly. So I can do something, get some money. So I go there, it's a three three hour ride there. Cause I gotta ride the trolley. I'm in Spring Valley. Ride the trolley. To downtown to get on the coaster, ride the coaster up to Oceanside, then ride a bus 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes to somewhere, then walk 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So then I would do that. So I went there, and it was these dudes, bro. This big ass house. They, you walk in to the right, it was like a living room. You walk in a little bit more. It was three bunk beds, and they stapled uh, uh, sheets <laughs> to the ceiling. Right, so it's nothing between the 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 sheets and the bed bug beds and the kitchen. So it's like a dining room and a kitchen. So the bed beds is in the dining room, wow. right next to the kitchen, and they rent them out ten dollars a night. And then they in there they had a garage and they did the same thing, four beds, Holy four shit. bunk beds. So it was just like random ass dudes in there, and they all fucked with Fox News. It was crazy, except what? this one OG dude. Yeah, it was like a black dude, Mexican dudes, and it was like. Every time Trump came on, they would like stop what they was doing. It would, they just like sit it down and just sit down and just watch TV like a robot. He was like, "Wow, that's was, fascinating." Like, that was crazy. To hear. Yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. And then it was this one old dude. He like stole some shit from me and like, God damn. So I had to do that. So I so lit, your first I had to, year out here, you're not catching any breaks, basically. Oh yeah, I was catching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, like, I was catching a break a little, a little bit. Well, <laughs> no, it ain't no breaks. Uh, right. I was gonna say like, hey, it was it was interesting. So I um. I do that, so I still work in San Diego. And you're Diego. still doing comedy this whole time, or trying to? And I was going to get to that. I was doing comedy. All before that, all while this is going on, I'm still doing comedy. Okay. Also, don't tell you that in between there, I work at K Jewelers, Planet Fitness, Chic, and I'm working full-time or oh, part-time, shit. two part-time jobs. Yeah. Because I got to pay for me, and they help my friends, and then whatever, they short. Okay, so anyway. Yeah. And then, um, so... How long did you live that place, the... Um, August till February, I think. Wow, okay. Yeah. So at least got, like four months, something like that. Nah, yeah, I yeah. think we got out of March. Yeah, yeah, March, five months. So, um, so now I'm staying at this place. So I would have to, so I'm doing comedy too, still. I'm doing shows. Yep. And then all between that, when I didn't, I, what I missed was all between when I'm homeless and staying, sleeping, I'm not really sleeping. Uh, I'm, I'm booked on shows and I'm missing some of them because I'm like trying to sleep, whatever. I'm like. Sleeping on the trolley, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Yep. So, whatever. So, wherever I can get a nap in. So, I'll just take a series of naps. <laughs> yeah, <hella laughs> That's nap. all your sleep was. Hella naps. Nap hella king. naps. Yeah, I'm the, kid. I'm the master of naps now, like bro. Sneak I'm, a nap in in between. Bro, anytime. All I need is a good angle and a corner. That's hilarious. <laughs> Give me a good angle, bro. Blue. Um, okay, so, I would have to leave there to catch the first trolley because it's a three two-hour ride, three-hour ride to get to work. Three hour ride, two hours, two and a half. Leave there at like six in the morning to be at work at nine, eight. Be there, and then if I didn't get off work at seven to catch the next, the last coaster to get back to the crib, I would have to just stay up overnight to catch the next coaster in the morning. So I would just go to the comedy club and do comedy oh. every night and just be there all night. 
Gotcha. And, and so I did that every night for wow. a long time. That's wild. So, yeah, so I would just, it was, That's I wouldn't, intense. I wouldn't almost forced to do comedy, but I was just like, you're like, well, fuck, I ain't got shit else yeah, to do. Exactly. I might as well get up on that stage and try and do my, hone my craft a little bit. So I would watch all the shows and see all the booked comics, the professionals and talk to them. Yeah. And I, and I didn't I also skip the thing all while I was doing this. Uh, all my jobs were an hour and a half away to an hour, two hours. No, more like an hour and a half. Yeah. So you're making this crazy commute every time you're trying to go to work, too. Exactly. But what I did, the way I used my time, I, I read books. So I was going to ask you about reading, because yeah. I feel like you read a lot of books now. I see you always I, having, like, I'm on this new book, I'm on this new one. Yeah, like, I'm trying like to. Because I see, like, you have, like, good quotes and shit. I like, I like yeah, I fuck with quotes, bro. Quotes I like quotes, shit. too. I mean, I look like a psychopath over here yeah. with, like, some of these things over here. No, bro, I've seen it. I fuck with that. That's yeah. what you need, man. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot it's of a stuff. It's a good reminder. The brain you can... You need a reminder sometimes. Exactly, because the brain can only handle seven things, seven thoughts at one time. So if you put it on something else... Okay, so this is why I, I believe that you can... that Okay, you so... You can do whatever you want. Exactly. If you put your mind to it. Exactly. And the reason... One of the main reasons that I moved out here and that I was able to have the discipline to get the job and all this stuff is because, and the reason I do the stuff I think I've got out of that is because I have a routine. And this is, you know, I'm skipping all the way, but routine. every successful person has a routine. Every successful person has a routine, bro. It doesn't matter what, who, they all have a routine. And it can be something, and what the reason being, it's a few reasons. Because the main one is because uh, when you... Okay, so they also write. Okay, so that's also the main thing. They write it down. So the reason they have a routine, my morning routine is... Okay, so first off, my bad. Let me get... Un- yeah, just unpack it. Take your time. Yeah. Take a breath. <sighs> you got it. I, I'm fucking with this. I'm fucking with this. I love um, it. Let's hear it. Having a routine, you, in life, you can't control everything. And the reason mm-hmm. that we feel like we are out of control or we feel sad or we're depressed or we're a lot of reasons we're out of harmony, as so to speak, is because it's a lot of things in our life we feel like we're at effect to and we don't affect. Like, we don't feel like we're in control of it. Oh. Like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? So, like, and uh, Steve Jobs said it, we're talking about quotes, when you push life, something comes out the end of it. And when you understand that, then, you know, you have a different outlook of life so um when you do a routine it comes back to routine if you do the same thing and you control that part of your life every every successful person controls the first hour of their day and then they control the rest of their day i i, I got to the point now where i sleep with my phone outside of the room so i don't even try to sleep with my phone in the room and i don't even look at my phone the uh, 30 minutes first 30 minutes i wake up i love that and I, the reason being is because when you look at your phone you become, you put your brain into the, the mode of being receptive or being like responsive, or, you know what I'm saying? Instead of being active or yeah. proactive. As or soon as you wake up. taking the time to just fucking not be on that state exactly. of thing. Exactly, exactly. And like you said, when you, like, you know, when you, times when you don't have a phone, like I didn't have a phone at the beginning of this month because I couldn't afford it or mm-hmm. whatever. So like, you look at a, trees. You're like, this is a fucking tree. In the sense, you're like, you don't even need uh, this thing. You're like, it's basically just a stopwatch yeah. right now. Like, exactly. Chipmunks are beautiful yeah, today. Like, like, oh my god, god, it's nice out here. What am I doing? Exactly. You yeah, appreciate yeah. everything because you don't. It's. A, I'm not gonna say it's a distraction, but it's a distraction. But you can. But if you allow it to be, technology is not. Uh, okay, it's not so your enemy. Exactly. Yeah. It's just how you use it. Exactly. You gotta control your time. So that goes back to the routine. So what I do is okay. So every person that does a, a routine. Controls the rest of their day, and if uh, the first that discipline of the first hour, basically, exactly. Uh, the first thirty minutes of your day is the when your brain first comes out of REM sleep, and when you come out of when REM sleep is when your brain is the most active. That's when your brain waves are the most receptive. So the first thirty minutes is when you are the most impressionable throughout your whole day. Oh. Everything that you do within your day, okay. Have you ever noticed, for example, if you Start off and you had it. You like, you woke up late. You was running late somewhere. You mm-hmm. dropped something. You spilled Ugh. a coffee on you, and it's like, so it's the fuck day. up day exactly at the beginning. And then if something else happens, because your brain got put in that mode right at the beginning. Exactly. Oh. If something else negative happens, you like fuck. And I'm just having a shitty day. Today is not my day. That's our thing. Today yeah. is not my day. Yeah. And something good may happen. You may find a dollar on the ground, or you may. 
get a booking on somewhere in our sense. You may something something good can happen, yeah. but it it's minuscule compared to the shitty day that you're having because you're only realizing the shitty the shitty situation. That's so interesting. So if you twist it around, if you start your day with gratitude and or uh, understanding and uh, gratitude is the best word I can use because gratitude is the ultimate form of receiving because you feel like if you mm. if I give you something you feel gratitude so if you yeah. if you are feeling that if you start your day in any whatever mood you want to start to if it's not gratitude then the rest of your day is most likely going to be the, how that is that's, that's and really powerful ain't though. that crazy bro like, yeah. and talking about it's crazy because one of the things I try to do when I'm journaling and stuff mm-hmm. is like at the end of every journal entry or whatever I try to be like all right here's five things I'm grateful for because I've just heard that it's scientifically proven. Like, if you spend time being grateful, if you focus on, like, what's good in your life and the things that you're, you know, happy to be around, you can actually, like, improve your happiness. You can improve no. your mood. And that's such a... Yes. It's just such a valuable Study. thing because, like, everybody needs a little bit of a boost every now and again. And exactly. why not to fucking, you know, do all the things that are at your disposal? Yes. And, and if you start your day that way, that's brilliant because you snowball the momentum. Like, you are talking earlier. You get yes. the momentum going. And then you can really rolling. start rolling. Yeah. Rolling, rolling. Then you have a good day. Then you have a good week. Then you keep doing that. Then you have a good month. Then you keep doing that. Then you have a good good quarter. And then it you keep doing that. You have a good year. You feed your goals. It feeds exactly. everything. It all yeah. it's all intertwined, bro. It's all intertwined. It really is. And ain't that crazy? So, okay, so the other reason I do the routine and part of my routine, uh, I'll actually tell you my routine. I ain't yeah, even talking about the people. Yeah. Okay. So I wake up and I got this from Everybody doesn't have to do this. Everybody can have their own routine. Find what works for you. Exactly. So I got this from watching a whole bunch of people and putting it together. So I wake up. The first thing I do is immediately give thanks before I do anything else. Before I like pee. Mm. Before I do anything. I get up. Throw the covers off me. And I got this from Mel Robbins. Uh, it's called the five second rule. Um, when your brain, when you, when you have a thought. Your brain does a spotlight effect. After five seconds, it activates and tells you everything that's what's wrong with the decision that you're about to make. Mm. So it takes it and it blows it up to everything that's wrong. Okay, for example, if you ever wanted to talk to somebody you thought was cute, you look at them for a second like, ooh, damn, okay. I'm feeling I'm going to talk to them. And if you wait or hesitate for a second, then you, damn, what if I fuck up? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I whatever? And that's everything in life. Because in that, life, yeah. the only thing, the only reason you don't do what you want to do is because of hesitation and fear. So, Nailed it. Exactly. So, um, when I wake up, as soon as I get up, five, four, three, two, one, bam, give thanks. I, I pray and give thanks. That's mm-hmm. what I do. So, I pray. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian, but since I've lived here, I became way more spiritual, way less religious. So, Interesting. I've, I've started reading. I've, I've read, like, the Quran and... Read a little bit of the Buddhism. You just opened, and you've expanded your horizons, basically. Exactly. Because, yeah, instead of being against it, why would not just understand it and see where they come from? And then you don't have to come from a place of fear anymore. Exactly. And hate. Because the only reason we hate stuff is because we don't understand it. Yeah. Because so, you're afraid of it or whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. And if you understand something, you're not afraid of it. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Is it all? Yeah. Okay. So, I give up. I wake up, give thanks. Then I um, immediately uh, honor my body. And how well, and how I do that, I always. Uh, the only time that you don't eat or drink for longer than eight hours is when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Also, your body's made out of majority water, so your brain also needs water to start. Yep. So as soon as I wake up, I, I drink a huge glass of water. Mm. I try to get like a fruit or something, banana, something, apple, something like that, whatever. Sometimes I don't have nothing. I just whatever. I just drink the water. Drink the at least. water, yeah. Um. So then I wake up. I give thanks. Then, yep. Uh, then I write five joke ideas. Just like premises? Yep. Or like, oh, like my bad, or things my bad. you want to talk about? Yep, I skipped the whole thing, my bad. I wake up, I give thanks, I, uh, what I say, I honor my body, then I listen to a, a motivational speaker. So, or, my bad, not even a motivational speaker, or a person that I look up to, or a person that um, I'm trying, that's doing what I'm trying to do. So I listen to like, Steve Harvey, or I listen to Kevin okay. Hart, or I listen to... And these are people who have influenced you, and you respect, and you're like, I like what they've done. Exactly. Cat Williams. And it, and it really, a lot of it is motivational speaking, so I listen to, uh, like I said, I, I've listened to probably every, because I've been doing this for about yeah, three Tony years Tony Robbins, all the, you name uh, it. Yeah. yeah, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, um, uh, Eric Eric Thomas, um, some, some, damn, I can't even, since I'm on... 
It's all good. Yeah, since but I'm on air so now, many. I can't think of it. So yeah. many, though. But just know I've listened to it every day. So I listen to at least 10 minutes. And that gets me like, okay, I'm good. And then, then I write the five joke ideas. Then I have three different notebooks, too, for each of them. I write five joke ideas. Then I write five um, success, success ideas is what I call them. Okay. So it's things that I think should help me out that I or should help me throughout that day that I think I need to make better. I um, like, for example, I write, be more honest with yourself, mm. and then you'll be more honest with everybody else. Or uh, be true, tell the truth to yourself. Um, don't fear things. Attack your problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, wake up earlier. <laughs> Work uh, harder. Talk get, to a girl. To it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you feel like you've been lacking or slacking on exactly. lately, it's like, all right, we're hitting this today. Exactly. We're putting it in the success because that's gonna make me better. Exactly. And then I have the last one, and it's goals. So I write five goals that I plan to do that day, and then I star three things that I have to do that day to be able to make my day complete. So wow. that's the that's kind of like a mo- like a thing with momentum too. So then I do that, and then uh, I write the five goals. Then I exercise, and when I say exercise, I do like. 10, 15 push-ups. Just get your body awake exactly. be, and let you know, like, hey, we're fucking doing it today. Exactly. You know? get, and get ready. <laughs> exactly, because not all the times I sleep, you know. So Arnold Schwarzenegger said, sometimes you got to sleep faster. He sleeps six hours a night. <laughs> you got to sleep faster. Exactly. Yeah. He, he used to go to, when, when he moved here, they told him he was stupid. His name was... was Nobody worked harder than that dude. Exactly. He's it's the insane. most... He's one of the most popular dudes in the world. He's like the most famous dude, one of the most famous dudes yeah, in the world. Yeah, he was the rock before the rock. Bro, exactly. Exactly. Like he, he's, he's the reason the rock is the rock. Because him, he the rock, made, he, this is the path. Denzel... Yeah, yeah, like Will he fucking, Smith. he's insane. Yeah, well, Will Bro, Smith is also because Will Smith and Denzel, yeah. You know, all them people are worldwide World, because they exactly. they go around and they, you know, they... And they, like you said, it comes back to vision. They have yeah. this vision. They don't think, like, they don't just see, like, whatever. They have this, like, idea of, like, you know what? We could do this whole thing. Exactly. And they actually envision bigger than what they see sometimes. And I mean, but I believe you if you vision, you can get what you want. So, okay, so then I do that, do the exercise, and then... Uh, that's it. And then I, I wake up and I get my day going. And I did that when I was like homeless. Did that when I was like real fucked up in the wow. game. And as much as I could, at least. Uh-huh. So, and that helped me keep focused while all that other bullshit was going on. And it allowed you to be like, at least I can control this little part of my day. Exactly. And that gives you a little bit of peace of mind, a little bit of like, now I have this momentum to go forward and start my day and know that even if some shit goes wrong or some shit's going bad, whatever it may be. I can be like, oh well, you know, it's not gonna be so bad. I'm gonna get through this. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then I've I've started doing meditation now with it too. I was gonna ask you about that because that's one thing that I'm into. Like, yeah, it I helps just me a lot. It helps my yeah, anxiety. It helps, helps calm my mind. I feel like sometimes I come up with good ideas when I'm meditating. And people don't know we, the reason we it's got away just from ten it. minutes. It's just ten minutes. Everybody's got ten exactly, minutes. Exactly, bro. Exactly. We're lying to ourselves if we think we don't got ten minutes. Exactly. I thousand percent agree. Time is like a thing that people don't. People take for, we all take for granted. Yeah, and you can't help it, but it's um, tough sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what was the last thing you just said before uh, the, before we talked about time? Oh, I forgot. I, I forgot. I smoked a little I, bit. I probably shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, you know. It's alright. The, the devil's lettuce got the best of us, but you know. Exactly. I but, feel like that was good. We got we got to hit the routine stuff. We talked about some good stuff, and I mean we're running about like fifty minutes here too, so we crushed man. it, man. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to say? Like anything that's been on your mind lately or anything that you want to promote? Whatever, man. Like, you know, this is the time. Um. Okay. So does that mean we're wrapping it up here? I mean, you know, up? within the next few minutes or okay. so, probably. Okay, a few minutes or so, so that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, but if you got something on your mind or something you want to say, feel free. Like, we're wrapping it All right, up. So, cool. Yeah. All right, what I want to say is you can accomplish whatever you want to. The reason I told that story, I want to end the story real quick. I came out of that. I, I went and mm-hmm. stayed at a place. They moved out. So I, I was stayed in there. I was homeless again, moved into another place. I was late $50. They had to, they told me I had to move out then stayed in another place, stayed there for two weeks. Uh, my friend came down he said, Oh, well you should be able to stay with your friends. You got to move out. So I moved around, around, then Billy blessed me, you know, he's like, come stay here, and then we get a career, Billy's now I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, sometimes, what I want to say is, sometimes it's it's not what you're doing, sometimes you just have to keep going, and don't give yeah. up. And I want to say that with everything, with comedy and everything. So 
little uh, bit. Yeah, so you can find me doing comedy. And the reason I do comedy is I want to show you can come from a negative place and have a positive outcome. And I, I feel like that. all the stuff in my life has built up to that. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. So find me performing. At, I don't know when it's coming out. But at I'm Walter at, Ford on yep. Instagram, right? Re- real Walter Ford. The real, yeah, okay. Real, real Walter Ford, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I got all of that the same. I do a show every other Friday at the Torque Moto Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Three, 3504 30th. Come see me do there hosting. Um, and come see me on my birthday, September 21st. I got a show at the Comedy Palace. Hell yeah. That's it. I love it, brother. Well, thanks uh-huh. for stopping by and doing the podcast, man. It was Appreciate fun. It. Bam. Hey, man. I'm trying to come back. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll run it back sometime. But thanks for stopping by, man. Hey, appreciate it. No dude. problem. Yeah, that was a good show. Yes, I remember it all. Swear the hype be too tall. So like September, I fall down, down below. Now I know that the medicine be on call. Yeah. Was feeling like you hot enough to melt. Yeah. Can't trust no one. Can't even trust yourself. Yeah. I love you. I don't love nobody else. Yeah. Tell them they can take that bullshit elsewhere. Self care. I'm treating me right. folks the 45th episode of the millennial man child podcast is in the books boom i love it man going crazy just uh, another a year is almost gone a a man child year wow that is insane but i love it it's good i feel like i've been improving i feel like it's been getting a little bit better i'm getting more comfortable finding my own flow i don't even know what the fuck this is still but i'm having fun with it And people are still kind of listening, so here we are. We're just going to keep chugging along, right? Uh, But yeah, I wanted to give another thank you to Walter Ford. Again, that was a a fun time for me. Just kind of learning about some of the struggles he went through and how he overcame a lot of that adversity, how he's reading and hustling and trying to improve and perfect his craft. It's just very inspiring stuff, and uh, I definitely got a little bit from it. And I think even if you're not in comedy, you can see the attention to detail and the way that he is really grinding and you can respect that and appreciate that no matter who you are I think and it was inspiring to me so again thank you Walter I appreciate you coming on that was a lot of fun uh but yeah I guess we'll you know we'll keep it short here I did want to talk a little bit about routines because we mentioned it in there and that was one of the big things I took away from him was like trying to get in a early morning routine because a lot of times I would just wake up I would roll out of bed and just go right to work, and I've been focusing on trying to improve my morning routine so I can start the day off right and build that momentum, because we talk about momentum on here a lot, and that seems like a great way to secure a little bit of momentum early in the day to snowball it into a good day, and yeah, I've been doing that, I've been trying to meditate, been trying to journal, because if I stay in a writing mode, it's easier to pick up that pen and do some comedy writing as well, so yeah, uh, maybe, maybe you can do it, maybe you could share your routine with me. You know, that's one thing I did want to mention uh, to all you crazy MM maniacs that are still listening to this podcast this late in the podcast. You know, you haven't turned it off yet. Um, I was going to say, I'm going to start giving some shout outs to people. If you comment on the video or retweet it or, you know, start commenting on Instagram or whatever it may be, I'm going to start giving some shout outs. Just be like, bada bada bing, you know, smoke, smoke weed all day 420 says Miles' podcast, or the Millennial Manchild podcast, my favorite podcast in the world. Boom. Shout out. You know, that's what's going to go down. I want to start building a little bit of a, more of a community or a little bit more of a interaction. I want to be able to talk to my peeps, you know, have some back and forth. That sounds fun to me. But 
uh, yeah, so if you want to do that, leave a comment, say something, shout out, you know, they'll come. Boom, boom, just like that. Um, but yeah, besides that, I don't really have anything for you to check out besides just go listen to a bunch of Mac Miller's old music and his new music. His swimming album is great. Just go check it out. Uh, it's it's a little bit sad listening to it, but there's some great stuff there and you'll realize like how talented he was. And yeah, uh, also since you're listening this late, you're still here. You're one of the you're one of the OGs. I think I'm gonna release a special little episode where I talk about, you know, him and that because I want to be able to give it its due, and I didn't want to bore you too longly with it here, so that way it's its own little separate thing. And if you want to check it out, you can check it out. And if you don't, you don't, and that's fine. So yeah, uh, that's gonna happen. Look forward to that coming in the, the week, probably like Friday or something. But yeah, uh, that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. You know, all the music was Mac Miller today. Um, as it will be for maybe a little bit here on out. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Much love, peeps. Uh, Manchild signing off. Peace. To my mama that I bless her with some grandkids She can spoil them But till then I'm getting dollars I'm just doing what I gotta Can a man live? And it's all day I'm a god, get a whole squad a job Get them all paid Came a long way from all state, yeah Now we all American Shit We all American Yeah, I swear to God I put the hero in heroin These flows, kilos I can sell snow to a ski slope I can sell evil to the devil Non-believers to a temple Shit, I can sell water to a speedboat and these eyes is iconic I went pro, made profit Now I keep some dead faces in my pocket Getting faded, I've been stoned all week, all week. But what's a guy without a little OD? Just twisting my weight, easing my mind Why you worry about me? Stop tripping, I'm fine But these bitch done lost it lately You put the whole in honest, baby So complicated And I may be a little arrogant I'm aware of it, I know I got a problem, I'ma take care of it Wait, I'm carrying, gotta let it go Made a promise to my mama that I bless her with some grandkids. Yeah. She can spoil them. Yeah. Until then.